you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. At Metro by T-Mobile, there's not a yada yada. That means no contracts, no price hikes, and no surprises. We don't even hide what the lawyers make us say. We put it first. When we say no price hikes, we mean when you join Metro, your price will never increase for talk, text, and smartphone data. Our only exclusions are for limited time promos, free charges, and third-party services. Not a yada, not a yada yada, not a yada, not a yada yada. Nada yada yada means wireless without the gotcha. Only at Metro. Welcome back to the show, all of our niggas and friends and our friends and our niggas. I am Andell Wilkerson. And I am Angelica Ross. Welcome to The Read. Thanks for coming back. Welcome, indeed, and thank you for coming back. We're happy to have you. Still here, frying in hell on earth. Yep. But, you know... That's all right. <laughs> I ordered some marshmallows for this fryer. Yeah. And I just said, mmm, let's just have some s'more. You, what am better I talking about? Ha- you better have a s'more during the end of the world. <laughs> I mean, what else can you do? Honestly? Right. We might as well. <laughs> but let's keep things going as usual. This week, we've got some fun uh, Black Excellence news. Black Excellence is going to Allison Ray Lawson who is franchise owner of a 7-Eleven in Arlington, Texas, where she just raked in some big old coins thanks to a Black-owned wine company. (laughs) And not just a Black-owned wine company, the largest Black-owned wine company in the nation, Black Girl Magic Wine, which I'm quite familiar with. Um, So... According to Allison Ray Lawson, the wine has been flying off of the shelves. She just reported her highest sales quarter ever, thanks to this wine, and it was buying it by the damn case and still couldn't keep the cases on deck. That's so right. they love them some black girl magic and some wine in Arlington, Texas. And honey, the way that this quarantine has been set up, I get it. I'm all for some crushed grapes in my motherfucking yeah, self. Yeah, That's- I can't be mad at this. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and quit bullshitting and order me some black girl magic wine. I just need to quit playing. I've been heard about it and I've just never done it, but fuck it. Yeah, honestly, I be in here drinking this wine like I just told Fitzgerald Grant for like the 18th time that I'm done fucking him. But I actually <laughs> am going to continue to it. Oh, Olivia, like, you continue to lie to yourself. <laughs> all the time. Anyway, <laughs> congratulations to Lady Lawson and to the McBride sisters, owners of Black Girl Magic Wine, yes. for doing big boss ass entrepreneurial shit and supporting one another and facetiming and inspiring the black girl business owners i love it hey y'all we all know crocs are known for comfort but they're really stepping up their game when it comes to personalization the truly iconic classic clogs and slides are available in tons of colors and they're just 
waiting to be personalized with a collection of gibbets. The charms you all know and love that you see lots of people pop into the holes in the front of their Crocs to give it, you know, your own unique flair and fun. Thank you to Crocs for actually sending me over a pair of my own Crocs that I'm excited to add some gibbets to because I see on the website they have some Avatar The Last airbender charms so those are gonna be the first ones that i stick on the front of these shoes and there's like a lot that really speak to my nerd heart on here so this is probably going to be my next rabbit hole here we go be sure to head to crocs.com to explore all the latest styles and gibbets charms that's c-r-o-c-s dot com go get some crocs or if you already have some which you probably do go get some gibbets let's get back to the show Hey guys, this week's episode is being brought to you by Squarespace. You know something that I think I've been craving? I'm really craving a directory uh, style website that sort of serves as a where are they now for some of my favorite memes and viral sensations, such as Sharkeisha. Um, Sharkeisha you know. And I feel like someone out there, one of you wonderful people can make that happen using Squarespace. Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. But Squarespace is incredibly easy to build a website that has everything you need right out the gate and looks great, feels great, and is like also easy to modify and customize and update and add features to. I even got my mom to use Squarespace for her personal website. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I would really like to speak to Scarlett from Scarlet Takes a Tumble and, you know, various other people who kind of helped me through my blogging era or whatever, maybe. So... If you have it on your heart to create that kind of website and you want to know where to begin, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash the read to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Let them know we sent you. Let's get back to the show. Um, okay. This week in our gossip section, our hot tops, the load's not taken. Oh, no. Mm-mm. You out of order. <laughs> I'm always out of order. First of all, (laughs) our first story is a Black Excellence update almost, because once upon a time, we discussed a pretty dope trailer by Cooper Films, Morgan Cooper's company. Uh, This is a trailer that was a reimagined, dramatic reboot of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, simply Mm. called Bel-Air. And it's like a... It's like imagining the basic story of the classic sitcom with more of a a dramatic uh, (laughs) drumline-esque Nothing. You did not have to to do it. (laughs) Drumline is a classic black film, Mm, and the girls enjoyed it my junior junior high. The girls may have enjoyed it. It was not a good movie, though. I'm just, I'm saying black young man drama, (laughs) you know? (laughs) High school, college age black man drama tone. Okay, I will allow it. (laughs) Anyway, the update is that Will Smith has enjoyed it just as much as I motherfucking did and reached out to uh, the Cooper company and said, hey, saw what you did. You're super talented. Yes, it is me. I am legend. 
let's do this together. <laughs> and so now it seems like Bel Air will actually be a full fledged thing. Um, they've got a showrunner now. They're working on a script. Uh, Will is executive producing via Westbrook Studios, which is his company. And Quincy Jones, Benny Medina are also involved. The original creators. Yes, the co-creators okay. of the show. I'm with this. Um, and from what I've read, they're currently in the middle of a bidding war for this uh, project from a couple of different outlets, probably networks and streaming services and things like that. Mm-hmm. I've heard that HBO Max has got their eyes on it as well. I'm pretty sure that's where the Fresh Prince of Belair is um, at in terms of its streaming home. Mm-hmm. So my pop up there may pop up somewhere else, depending on, you know, (laughs) who they're going to take their money from. That's always a good sign when the girls are fighting over the product. Um, So, yeah, I'm excited to see how they're going to make this into a full feature film, I believe. I don't think it's going to be a a series. I think it's meant to be a movie. Okay. Yeah, that will be interesting to see how they summarize uh, Will Smith's life in a dramatic way and not a sitcom Mm. way. Yeah. We shall see. I mean, it perfectly fits for a drama like the origin of it in general. Him you know, fighting some niggas at the basketball court. And Definitely a police brutality storyline. Definitely. Woof. I mean, they covered oh, yeah. that back in like fucking 90. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Fresh Prince had many a special episode. Oh, yeah. So it was already the perfect Uncle foundation Phil had to for something like this. All the time. <laughs> all the time. Oof. I can't wait for a moving monologue from, from Uncle Philbert. Where oh, he man. just sits this nigga down and it's like, young William. Yeah. <laughs> you know, power, power, movement, movement, tears, cry, yeah. whatever they're going to write. I'm all aboard. I absolutely can't wait to see this. And I also cannot wait to see if Aunt Viv is going to be chocolate or, you know, caramel mocha or something. Mm, mm. Uh <laughs> <laughs> they know what to do. You know, <laughs> they know I, what to I do. I really feel like we need to cast a dark skinned woman as as Let's Viv, but I am not a part of this decision, so you know I can't say. But I really feel like that would be best. Please, you don't have to say. cast the black dress. <laughs> you don't have to cast the black dress. But somebody- Janet Hubert has already <laughs> got her table of contents. The book will be published okay. just in time. The notes app is fucking ready, bitch. <laughs> I believe that of her. But, but anyway, congrats, guys. Yeah, this I'm should excited. be this should be interesting. I can't wait to see Carlton realize that like <laughs> being an Oreo won't save him. <laughs> Cause that was funny in ninety one. It's gonna be even funnier now. <laughs> see Carlton be like a, a diamond in silk. <laughs> bitch. Oh my god. <laughs> Ew. Uh, oh no. my god. Diamond and Silk actually make even less sense than Carlton because at least he grew yeah. up rich and, you know, in a white surrounding. Yeah, but Diamond, they just are, they are just fools. But anyway, yes, I will definitely be checking this out wherever it um, ends up. So hope to see a lot of the original cast in it too. Really do. Yeah, and a cute little cameo here and there sprinkled yeah. out. Give us some surprises. I'm up for, for, for some surprises. Yeah. Maybe you know. baby Nikki can play Carlton. It's not like anybody. <laughs> we don't know what he looks like. 
Yes, we do. Do we? Because that show went you're, off. In I like, have a hard time believing you're going to see that young man. When he was like three, we did. Young not- man. He's probably like a year younger than me. He might be older than oh me. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, there's no way he's older than you. Shut up. <laughs> no, but he can't be that much younger than me. Um. Okay. Yeah. Holy shit. I'm no, ready. he's 31. You were right. <laughs> Literally a year. Damn. Maybe a little, little more than Oh my God. He was so precious. Bring him what back. Mean? He was so cute. And every time I see him, I think of fucking the um the little rascals movie that came out in the nineties. Oh Did was, you ever see that? Yes, and I loved it. <laughs> he was Buckwheat. Oh my god. Goldberg plays his yes, mother. she does. And yes, he was. I loved that version of Little Rascals. I loved it. I loved it so (laughs) much. One of the few movies I was allowed to see in the theater. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Because, you know, Connie was not playing them games. I could only see G movies until I was 13. And then it was PG. So, you know, she wasn't playing with me. (laughs) Link and I might have a little Rascals night. (laughs) Yes, y'all should. That is such a good one. Yeah. Anyway, this is a a great way of like addressing reboot culture today. You know, spice yeah. it up and 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 Mix jazz it up, it up and throw yes. some lorries in there and make it a little something different. Add a bayang. <laughs> Give us something, girl. So I don't know the name of that young lady who either. created the bayang song. Sis, I'm so sorry that I'm, you know, I don't just have your name down packed, but you are powerful and we are lucky to have you in terms of music. <laughs> the Bayang has exploded. Okay. It says a TikTok creator at it's just Naisa, N Y I S S A. All right. It should be like, wouldn't it be right on the end of the damn TikTok? And how it. Ghost? I mean, I actually have never seen the original TikTok. I have only seen other uh, niggas' She's in interpretations her car of going it. off. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta it find an- it. <laughs> and there's another video I saw on YouTube where she is. <laughs> She's like commenting with a clip of this white girl who's trying to cut her hair into bangs. Oh, Lord. And she's, like, cussing her out and telling her that the bangs are going to look terrible. <laughs> and it was fucking hilarious. So I'm assuming that's what, you know, mm. the bagging was birthed from. Anyway, more black excellence. Yes. Shout Hallelujah. out. Queen of rap. <laughs> Queen of rap. Because that shit is funny every single time. It's just perfect. I just can't. <laughs> and all of the bangs resurfacing from Google images listen, throughout the year. Listen, you niggas have been posting your baby pictures and I refuse. Because the way y'all mm. gonna light me up. <laughs> oh, no. <Mm-mm>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it. Fuck y'all. I've seen them. <laughs> <laughs> My thick ass, curly ass bangs. <laughs> just sitting there. A curled bang was like <laughs> prime display of a saved household like whoever whoever was responsible for that bang pays their time (laughs) my mama would curl it with the curling iron and then immediately put a roller in it so as not to disrupt her hard fucking work okay yes that curled bang is the the (laughs) the number one feature for girls who wear sweaters with horses on them when they're 15 years old how do some of us even make it? I, don't, like, I really do don't make- know. I really do. I am an anomaly for a reason. Um, sad news. 
no. This past week, um, after it was reported that little Boosie uh, lost access to his Instagram account, he's been banned, deleted, and denied entry. They don't want to ever hear from her again. Okay. I'm not mad at that. And um, he hopped on wherever they would let him post his face, like at Twitter, I guess. And um, said the following, Mark Zuckerberger! <laughs> I need my Instagram back. I don't I'm even out. know what I did. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm sorry. You said you don't. No. You don't even know what you did. Are you sure? Because <laughs> I'll tell you. I it's feel fine. like no. yeah. I feel like we can we can remember. <laughs> okay, so let's start with the fact that you repeatedly encouraged women to place their bare labia yep. on retina display. That happened. Yes, you did. You also made transphobic remarks about a 12-year-old child that you don't even fucking know. Mm. While also discussing her genitals. You did that. You did that. A child. (laughs) You admitted to paying grown women to sexually abuse your own underage children. Um, Mm. You have been full of more homophobia than like a reggae fest. And you also, I'd say, promoted diabetes when you taught niggas <laughs> how to chop up honey buns and place them into frosted please, flakes please. with additional sugar sprinkled on top. No, he didn't. <laughs> That's yes, a lie. You know, you're lying. And you put an asinine amount of milk in it at that, like, <laughs> wasteful. Why would you? So, um, never mind. I was, uh, I was about to ask a why question. Why would you what? I was going to ask a question and already knowing that the answer is because niggas. So... <laughs> Yeah, because why would you put fresh honey bun on top of a cereal? Prison. (laughs) (laughs) I'd imagine in prison that's like cold stone. Yeah, that's that's a fucking delicacy. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's pink dessert. Okay, I mean, I'm probably gonna try it at some point, just you know, for my own curiosity. Mm -mm. But if you never hear from me again, it's because (laughs) it kills me. I really need you to not like. You already know what that's gonna taste like. And we discussed the fact that Boosie's pantry is full of nothing but like mm-hmm. Capri Sun. That's right. Barbecue sunflower seeds. Kool-Aid bursts. <laughs> <laughs> and then also a lot of that Kool-Aid in the canister that has the sugar pre-mixed in. <laughs> Plenty of that as well. The Kool-Aid that is no longer allowed in my house. Eve talks about this. Yeah, because you drank it all and your mama said. Drank, I ate it. Oh, right. I ate it. <laughs> Even right out of the canister. You didn't even drink yeah. it. They put the sugar in it. You know, I would just dip my hands in. <laughs> it was basically pixie sticks without the sticks. Right. And it was. That's so exactly much it. what it was. And my mom used to be like, I just bought this Kool Aid. Why is half of this Kool Aid? Like, she used to be genuinely puzzled. And this is, and y'all have kids anyway. This is the shit that we do. Yeah. She used to be like, I just bought this Kool Aid. How could there possibly not be any Kool-Aid left or so much of it gone until one day she saw those little red footprints trailing yeah, out of the kitchen. And, and figured she it, like, she connected them dots. Your bitch. ass. <laughs> Never had Kool-Aid again. Anyway. <laughs> yes, the Kool-Aid with the sugar pre-mixed in, all that shit. Is that Boo's house? <laughs> it's really wild to me that this nigga claims he has no idea what the fuck he could have done to be banned off of twitter nigga have what you, did you not do have you even attempted to read the terms of service like i know it's a joke that nobody reads all the fine print but like do you even gloss over the main rules just not ever 
You just have no idea what you can and cannot do on this app. Really? <laughs> okay. I just, I mean, I'm the nerd, I guess. <laughs> I feel like whatever is in there as violations of terms of service, I feel like you did it all. Yeah. So I don't know what the questions are yeah. about. And I am also so tickled at the fact that this nigga is so removed from reality that he called upon Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, no, that won't happen. <laughs> His words, not mine. Mark Zuckerberger <laughs> and told him that they needed to chat. Bosses need to talk to bosses, is nope, what he said. No, nope, no. Nope. And then requested that Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> reach out to his assistant so that they could talk. <sighs> Nigga, you're not talking about the VP of Fashion Nova. You're not. I mean, like, even if you were, it would probably still be a reach. No shit. <laughs> like, that's a fact. You're not even. So, no, you you can get a phone call with the VP of Cash Money. <laughs> I don't know. Perhaps. <laughs> I'm certain that um you've never watched the news. <laughs> but on. Mark Zuckerberg has way way bigger problems, way bigger issues to mm. deal with <clears throat> than you not being. Yes. On his app. In fact, with the issues that that nigga is dealing with, he'd probably do everything to make sure you <laughs> never get back on Instagram. Mark Zuckerberg has like testifying before the Senate problems. You really like, don't. You have, you you are just a nigga who has been wilding the fuck out on Instagram, airing porn on your live, and then wondering why the company that fucking owns Facebook and WhatsApp and every goddamn thing else kicked you off of a platform. <laughs> it's very fucking clear to me, my nigga, but okay. Mark I, Zuckerberg might be making his own bowl of honey buns and oats. No, very soon. he isn't. He isn't. No, so, he won't be. <laughs> I just don't understand why you thought this nigga was going to hit up your assistant probably via DM or some shit and just be like, hey, may I speak to Sir Boosie? You said that he wanted to chat. But no. No. Mark girl, Zuckerberg is worth multiple billions of dollars. That's not happening. Mark Zuckerberg need to worry about whether he's going to be, you know, <laughs> prosecuted for allowing fake news to dominate Facebook. <laughs> Facebook <laughs> and Fox News are the reason why white people vote for Donald Trump. Well, I mean, because they confirm the deeply held biases that these racist white people have. But yes, the fact that you can get any old damn lie that is in favor of Donald Trump to trend and be passed all over Facebook is just, you know, I left that platform for a reason. Facebook is hell. <laughs> Facebook, and, and, and even though Twitter is the goddamn worst and will try your nerves, I would rather be on Twitter all day every day then log into facebook for half an hour and see what the people i went to seventh grade with are talking about right oh no sir facebook to me has just always felt like a family reunion or a class reunion yep, that's but exactly everybody what it is. that's there are the ones you didn't like <laughs> like none of your favorite family members or none of your favorite classmates are at the event nope. it's just like yeah. People you really don't care to catch up with. And the ones who you do want to catch up with end up being horribly disappointing and you wonder why you followed them on social media in the first place. So it's like there is just no there is just no coming back from Facebook. Like I really don't prefer the platform, but whatever. The point is 
Mark Zuckerberger has much larger decisions than whether Lil Boosie has an active account. <laughs> Just period. And I don't know how you was feeding your kids off an Instagram because I don't know who sponsors Lil Boosie's lives. Is it red? Right. Is it red tube? <laughs> is it is it tasty Bagel? blacks? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to understand. Is it is it Moet Hennessy? <laughs> Who does it? Because it's not making it's not making sense. But you know, I I am in full support of this nigga having not having a platform to to spread his hatefulness. I mean. Yeah. He does need to feed his family. I mean, um, but... But he probably won't go feed them nothing but nerds rope. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, there is that. But also, everybody has to feed their family. You think I feel sorry for Boosie when there's, like, single parents out here working two part-time or full-time jobs trying to take care of their kids and, and have a place to live? Girl, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, I think you could probably sell one of the five chains around your neck in this very video. I mean, there is that. There is um, that. So you could come up with another plan. <laughs> you know, I think you'll be able to hold yourself over. Um, Whatever. We'll see. Either way, I won't miss him. Don't care. Mm-hmm. And um, I did get a hell of a lot of glee out of Mark Zuckerberger, <laughs> as well as yes. just seeing Boosie stomp around like the hood stole his bike. It was just the funniest thing. Why is Mark Zuckerberger so funny? Because <laughs> that's not his name. And of course, that's how a nigga would, you would say call it. Him that. Yes. <laughs> Zuckerberger. I feel like he pronounced it three oh, different Lord. ways, too. Child. Like when. Um, when Tony would try to remember Jabari's name. Oh, my God. Yes. Mark got to worry about Katie Porter and the U.S. Senate. He don't have time mm. for this, but, you know. Couldn't give a fuck if he wanted to. <laughs> Could not, but all right. So, hip-hop rap icon Nas has a new album coming out this Friday called King's Disease. You know, I didn't look into why it's called King's Disease. It kind of sounds gross. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, something you want to stay away from. It does. Something that you might, like, catch on a bus or in a gym. Yeah, something you would need an antibiotic for. Yeah, over the counter. Yeah, okay. But it was led with uh, his new single, Ultra Black, which is produced by Hit Boy. I believe the album at large or in, in whole is produced by Hit Boy. They're very excited to work with each other. Okay. But aside from all of this uh, hip hop news, of course, we made headlines out of the pettiest portion of the song, which is a line where Nas says, we going ultra black unapologetically black the opposite of doja cat (laughs) that does not get old (laughs) listen because uh the rest of us not showing feet in the racial chat (laughs) we're not we're not doing that (laughs) there's that um (laughs) we're not i mean I saw like a sprinkle of people trying to be like, well, why he had to pick the woman out of all the people that I'm going And I'm like, Terry Crews doesn't rhyme with ultra black. Doja Cat does. It just sort of, I mean, but it fit in there. It worked and it made me laugh. So I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Just because (laughs) because somebody else also deserved it doesn't mean I'm not going to laugh at this. 
Yeah, it's pretty funny. So, all right. It's also like a, it's a decent song in general. It definitely feels like many of Nas's songs to me, like the social studies professor. Okay. That um probably lets his students cuss. <laughs> And maybe also will show up to your house and talk to your parents if your grade's <laughs> slipping. It also, like, oh, no. maybe sees you smoking a blunt or something out in a football field during school hours or something and takes a puff and tells you to get your ass back inside. <laughs> but but not- doesn't tell him. You know, like the cool teacher yeah. that really just wants you to be successful. That's yeah. what it sounds like to me. Yeah, I see it. That one teacher on... Uh, the Mr. Feeney show, Boy Meets World. That teacher who drove the motorcycle. The Mr. Feeney show. I couldn't remember what it was called, but I remembered Mr. Feeney, but yes. <laughs> it's called the Mr. Feeney show. <laughs> you mean the nigga with the mullet? Yeah, the one who had a motorcycle, so he could identify yeah. with Sean because they were both ghetto. <laughs> yeah, because they were both ghetto or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he was like like Sean's foster dad. Or yeah, I think he was too. Sean's foster dad. Cause it was it's, a pretty good show. Yeah, I really did enjoy it. But you know, we know how they did our girls. So yeah, fuck them. We do. But mm. yeah, I heard Topanga. Topanga reached out. Mm. Um, apparently, Trina has got some um, <laughs> reconciliation, possibly an apology. Okay, maybe an edible arrangement. Uh, from Topanga, so that makes me feel better if that's true. We know that Sean was like, hey, soup, sorry. Should have never been racist. Yeah, but what about that savage boy? We didn't hear nothing about that savage okay, boy. So I guess he just, we yeah. know who he voting for. Yep, still voting for Trump. <laughs> um, well, Doja Cat responded to the rap remark um, via tiktok she fell into her wig and then she went live and she said um with the song playing in the background she said i'm so offended and upset by this song have you guys heard fruit salad by the wiggles and the caption was like crazy tune or something and then crickets girl leave me alone everything about this girl for me since i heard of her was like what a strange bird. You know, like, what a... <laughs> I don't even mean, like, bird and, like, the... What, right. Like, just yeah. a little strange birdie. Like, she... Like, everything about... From the, the moo cow oh, song. yeah, yeah. Bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. Whatever that was. That was crazy. Mm-hmm, that many was of the other things. <laughs> I do believe her to be talented and whatnot, but it's just, like... You know, you and your incels, I guess, have fun, you know, charging around in that sarcasm and, yeah, you know, not giving a fuck about anything that you've done or said, I guess. Hallelujah. Um, so, Sayla Marley, <sighs> daughter of Lauren Hill and Ron Marley. Oh, yeah. The guy, this got super deep. <laughs> Um, she shared, uh, what I would call her journey, uh, with followers, viewers on her Instagram live close to a week ago, I think Mm -hmm. a little over a week ago. Okay. And, uh, she talked about lots and lots of stuff, but, uh, 
what, of course, was highlighted the most were the things that she said about her mom and her dad. Her mom uh, having whooped her ass like a slave, she mm-hmm. said. Yeah. Um, and being very angry and abusive. And honestly, I'm sitting here watching her relive all of the stuff, all of the whoopings and stuff that she had to deal with. I'm watching it like all come back to her on her face as mine were coming back to me in my face. Because it's, I just feel like for so many Black households, Black American, Caribbean, African, it's like, oh yeah, mm -mm, I had to pick my own switch too. Sure did. And even then... My little tiny mind was like, mm, this doesn't feel like it makes nope, sense. I feel like, <laughs> you know, you should do it. Why don't you fucking do it? Like, I don't understand why. Yep. I got to get my ass beat, but then also choose your weapon. Right. I had to pick <laughs> Like fucking Street Fighter. I really had exactly. to. <laughs> I had to pick out my own switch when I got beat at Mommy Ma's house, and I had to pick out my own belt at home. And it's just like mm-hmm. this. This feels very fucked up, you know. Like you already do you do you just enjoy watching children scream? Because this isn't. <laughs> why would you do this and then get mad at me when I pick something that you deem unacceptable? Like, <laughs> right? Was I supposed why to did- pick the belt that was gonna give me the biggest fucking welts, girl? What? You thought I was gonna bring you back the stump? What right. the fuck? <laughs> you thought I was gonna bring back a corduroy belt? Leave me alone, bitch. I'm so- we never, um, we never experienced switches for our um mm-hmm. whoopings. Mm-hmm. If I would guess, it's because our Jamaican family. All of the trees in our yard um, would bear mangoes, and it really wasn't worth Got risking, you. you know, <laughs> a fresh ripe mango. Right, not gonna lose a when mango they for just this. <laughs> whoop your ass with almost anything else, really. So, okay, um, belts, yep. brushes, wooden spoons, Big spoons. mixing spoons. Oh yeah, spoons really? Any utensil? A fave. Any utensil? Yeah. Lots of hangers, oh, um, t-shirts, lots even of whatever my mama oh, yeah. wanted to be oh, a yeah. belt was a belt. <laughs> extension cord, like the the pl- the wires. Oh my for- god! Now the extension cord that only happened like once or twice. That was like yeah. a severe like bitch. You got it coming. But I remember in elementary school, our principal had an electric paddle. Was it? Was it electric? But what you were fuck? yes, you were freely. This was only like my first couple of years of elementary school went away by the time I went to third grade but principals adults in the school were allowed to physically discipline children with a paddle yeah oh, yeah they were but an electric paddle yeah I'm like I wonder was that just urban legend to keep us scared or did that nigga really have a paddle that plugged in I don't know that sounds like some 50 shades of <laughs> listen black. cause guess who was never ever sent to the principal's office <laughs> <laughs> I ain't had time for that. I was over. I was out here trying to be an overachiever at the age of yeah. seven. I didn't have time for that. But yeah. So we've so, we've been beaten. I understand this young sister's pain. I do. Absolutely. Um, one thing I really um, appreciated about everything that she was saying was that it, for me, was coming from a clear place of of empathy and understanding. And she was... Being very honest, she wasn't pulling no punches. She wasn't sugarcoating any of the shit that she said about herself or her family, her parents. 
But at the same time, she acknowledged that her mother uh, has gotten better and that she's proud of her. And, mm, okay. you know, that uh, I think she said like around maybe sixth grade and through junior high, things started to get better. Um, and so for me, the way that I took it, obviously I watched the whole like hour and 40 almost two hours oh, uh, yeah. worth of yeah. footage but, but from what i did watch it felt to me like she was just sharing uh things that she's experienced and how she is working towards healing in that manner it didn't just seem like hey guys everything that you know about my celebrity parents is you know mm-hmm. all bullshit they're terrible people and my dad's a deadbeat and my mom's an abuser and all that stuff like she really was talking about a lot of shit that people can relate to and yep. it's just like that you know <laughs> sure obviously we live in this world where we're just gonna take the most scandalous part of whatever the fuck especially if it involves celebrities and be like mm, now let's pick this shit until it's bone clean and right. you know of treat course. these people like they could possibly be human whatever um Ugh, every time also she is such a beautiful young girl she like, is <laughs> she's gorgeous i feel like she models it too but whether or not she does my god yeah she's beautiful yeah um, i mean it's sad that her story is so common because you know we don't all have famous parents but most of us have like a a story similar to hers or like there's mm-hmm. ways for us to like easily be able to identify with her so you know i feel for her day <laughs> jade actually texted me the link to this <laughs> really late one night she was just like this bitch is broken and so are you so maybe you'll like this and i was like wow i mean you know that's my nigga so she could say <laughs> rude shit but <laughs> i started watching and i was like oh no she's right yeah we're definitely both fucked up um so yeah i i just really understood where she was coming from and i get you know the whole my parents did the best they could thing like that's a really mature point of view to have but it's okay to admit that their best still really fucked you up what she totally did yes (laughs) and i'm all for her telling her truth She absolutely said at one point, I love my mom, but she obviously, yeah. you know, didn't do the best all the time or everything Fucked she did right wasn't great. Up. Something yep. like that. <laughs> so again, she was being completely transparent, which I really appreciated. Um, but it wasn't meant to just be like, I'm going to shit on my parents this for two hours and, yeah, you know, encourage y'all to go and bash them or whatever the fuck. But anyway. Um, she later clarified what she was trying to say in another um, post, and Miss Lauren Hill uh, gave Instagram eight pages of an iOS press oh, release. No. Okay, black background and white font, so you know what fucking time it actually <laughs> is. Bitch. I'm not looking at all that. I read the whole thing, so you girls didn't need to. Um. Here's what I've gathered from it. Okay. First of all, it starts by her saying, uh, black people, what? With three question marks. Sayla has every right to express herself. I encourage it. But she also has got the, she also got the discipline that black children get because we are held to a different standard. She then sort of goes like through a lot of the shit that she was experiencing as a black artist slash just regular old black person slash black woman in this country and the ways that people in the media and in the industry pop, you know, just 
consumers or whatever in general treat her terribly and it led to a lot of anger she does say at one point uh if i'm guilty of anything it is disciplining and anger not in disciplining so i mean most of the (laughs) that's real also (laughs) i mean hey most of the uh that post was like her discussing systemic racism how it affected her and how that then led to the effects on her children um the pressures of all of it the price of fame she you know pointed out several deceased celebrities as an example of you know how fucked up the game is and how it can push you to really dark places i suppose and a lot of what she was talking about racism and these other subjects was like I hear where you're coming from, but it was a little, I'm not going to lie, for me, it was a little disappointing that there didn't feel like more accountability in this initial um, post. She did acknowledge that she and her daughter um, have, you know, been working together to heal and to overcome the trauma and things like that. So that's good. But it just felt kind of like, hey, the world is fucked up especially for us black people and better me than in the streets. She literally at one point says, my children are strong-willed and powerful. Better I discipline them at home than have them shot down in the streets or locked up. So, But like beating your, whooping your kids, causing this kind of trauma doesn't stop the police from arresting them for no good reason, you know, or killing them for talking back. Like, so I just... Yeah, I don't understand why she can say half of it, but not all of it. Like, she can't just be like, I did my best with what I knew then and what I thought was best. And it wasn't. And it clearly has hurt my daughter a lot. And that's something I have to reckon with as a mother. Like, I don't know why that's so hard for so many people to say, but it's right there, girl. I'll say this. There's another post where she says... For some context, Sayla is talking about a particular period of her childhood. I did not always spank. I did not always spank in anger either. I am remorseful for dealing with any of my children in anger. And I'm sorry any of them had to go through that. So. Okay. But this post also started with her saying movie list and then listing the Terminator, Terminator 2, an invasion of the body snatchers, and then going on to like compare everything she was dealing with to these films. What? And I just wasn't finna do that. Okay, no. I wasn't finna do that after eight pages that I had just finished. I'm sorry. <laughs> Y'all can give me the cliff notes yourselves if you want yeah, to. No, I'm not doing that. Because I'm not even interested in bashing this lady or anything like that. I understand the that there has just been a really toxic and often useless cycle for many black households all over the world as far as disciplining is concerned. Yeah. And, you know, it is important for us as parents and people with parents to be honest with one another in the discussion of this and, like, do work to do better in a number of ways. Um, Yeah, that's really it. Like a genuine apology and a real effort to doing better is all your kids want. That's really it. Like at the end of the day, children don't want to be alienated from their parents, or at least they never wanted that to begin with. Now, God only knows what happened to, you know, 
cause whatever rifts in your relationship. But yeah, like Sila is old enough to be able to vocalize how she feels about what happened. And I'm not here to criticize Lauren Hill's parenting. I will let her children do that. You know, that's not. I don't feel like that's my job necessarily or even what I'm most interested in. I'm more interested in the fact that what she has to say is something that resonates with so many of us. Yeah. So many of us can say this about our upbringing. All of us have, well, not all of us, but a lot of us have a story of an ass whooping that almost went too far or did go too far Mm. or, you know, like, or, you know, knowing that your parents are beating you because they mad and not necessarily because, you're so wrong or even just like not being a child anymore and being able to say, Hey, that shit you did when I was growing up was really fucked up. You know, the power that you didn't have then the, the capability that you didn't have then it just all means a lot. So I I want this young lady to have her space to, to process her shit and share her story. If that's what she wants to do. Keep in mind that she also was very upfront about uh, how her father leaving affected her yes and him being sort of absent in her life for some time affected her in different ways and stuff like that Mm -hmm. as well so dad's ass was in the fire oh yeah also don't get it wrong don't get twisted it was not just lauren (laughs) both of them (laughs) niggas was getting lit up but they both stepped up and were basically like look first of all leave my kid alone and secondly like I mean, you know, you, I don't need an apology from Lauren Hill and and whichever Marley that is. I I want <laughs> I want their children to have that apology. I don't need that. That's not for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the reason, only reason that we know about this is because Sayla decided that she wanted to share it with us. And again, I feel like that was a part of her uh, journey to healing. And people do. Or people like work towards that healing in different ways and stuff like that. It doesn't give us, you know, the right to jump down anybody's muck- fucking throat. She and her mom are good. Her father posted, you know, video of Sailor spending the weekend with her or something like that in Florida very recently. So oh, okay. they're good. She was all smiles and stuff. It's just like at its core here is a really or is the opportunity at least to have a really great conversation um, yes. among ourselves within the community about, you know, ways to break cycles like this and to better communicate with our kids, better communicate with our parents mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And to be reminded, like, no, not all of us have a superstar fucking hip hop R&B mom and reggae <laughs> right, dad. And right. all that. We don't all come from legends. But at the same time, like many of us still had parents that were under crazy pressure and took it out on us when they didn't need to and shouldn't have and stuff like that and some of y'all are the parents that are doing that right now you know and you gotta ask yourself some questions and I think that that should be the point here not just like wagging our finger at these niggas that we don't know know, they might be able to do better as human beings yes this let this not just be a headline on you know fucking shade room or whatever else let you niggas actually look into this and, and really apply it to your own lives and see what needs to be worked on. Cause that could also be what happens and that would be a good thing. Amen. Last but not least, uh, Monica. Okay. Gunica. Our girl, Monica Denise has apparently been having some deep discussions with Lala and with Lala's friend, Kimberly about 
her love, her soulmate, possibly, C. Murda. What? Who's been... Oh, yeah. No. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Not again. It's next. It's next on the docket. Oh, my God. Okay. So... Monica has been working alongside Lala and Kim on getting Corey C. Murda Miller released from the penitentiary. He was arrested in 2002, I think, for the murder of a teen, I believe, um, and has maintained the entire time that he's been, that he's innocent. Um, they've got shit like, recanted statements from members of the jury alleged like tampering within the jury like getting some of them to uh to change their name or change their verdict to a convict or whatever to um you know all types of typical you know legal tampering systemic bullshit right right dna not matching things like that so Hashtag free Corey Miller is the um the the thing to use there on your respective social medias. I feel like we also could probably use a nice classic, maybe airbrushed tea that uh with Monica and C Murder's <laughs> no, face no, on thank it, you. as we have here on her Instagram page. This absolutely looks like I would buy this shirt at the fair. Yeah, and I want it. And so you like, would. That's something you would do. <laughs> We're just gonna be real about that. <laughs> Miami Dade Duke Fair used to have a most sickening song when I was a kid. Anyway, I mean, so a nigga named C Murder never murdered nobody. That's what you're telling me. I mean, it's just a name. Okay, it's it's a cool gangster rap. I mean, I wasn't there, so I don't know, but I definitely thought that that nigga had (laughs) killed at least a couple people based off the name alone. Well, did he kill that person, Crystal? <laughs> did he kill that one? <laughs> That's what we need to know. Child, don't know. Kim Kardashian is on the case. <laughs> like, okay, Carmen Sandiego. Okay. Kim- Carmen Sandiego was not a lawyer. She was a literal thief. Yeah, but... <laughs> um... <laughs> It was like, I said it, and right as it was coming out of my mouth, my brain was like, no, that's not... But she was slick. You could have said anyone else. she was smart. (laughs) Yeah, sure. And yeah, Um, that's what we got. So, Monica posted the Instagram, and she said, C-Murda and I are bonded by truth, honesty, and loyalty. Mm. You know, they were a couple back in the day, like around the time that he was arrested. The dick was outstanding. There's never been a promise broken, and I vowed to seek help. And then she discussed all of the things I just mentioned and says that she's locked arms with Kim, Jessica Jackson, Edie Haney. I'm, I don't know how to say her name. Okay. And all those who believe in Corey and are ready to fight. Free Corey Miller. Um, Corey Miller has access to Instagram where he posted <laughs> more pictures of, of him and his, his forever boot. And um, Monica still looks like this. Black just doesn't do shit. Like, she doesn't cry. It's never going to be These like, pictures of her from the late unmovable. 90s could have been taken two weeks ago. And I would believe you. Like, unbelievable. How I know this isn't just an Instagram filter. One of those like vintage filters. No, because she like... has always looked like this since she first <laughs> came out. <laughs> when she was like 17. Yep. Or 
Anyway, his caption says, Moses, I guess he calls for Moses. Okay. <laughs> no, he can't possibly call her Moses. Right? No, there ain't no way. Okay. Now you have taken yourself down. I need you to come on back. And you know this nigga do not call her Moses. <laughs> not you screaming like this. <gasps> now, oh my God. when I originally saw the post, I figured, oh, it must have been a typo. But then... <laughs> Mo, like Monica. There's another post. Oh, no. Where he once again refers to her as Moses. So I guess that's the nickname. One of y'all will have, like, further information for me on why that is a thing, possibly. But I enjoy it. Um, Moses, when they took me, I told you, <sighs> go live your life because you didn't deserve what the system was about to do to me. <laughs> oh. You still stood for me without me asking, created a team that Moses. could change the outcome of a very unfair fate. You've been forever true. And it's without the E in true. So you know it's true. Yeah. That is the most One in true. a lifetime. Angel of mine was right there. Monica Denise got him <laughs> saying, free Corey Miller. So, well, I was really crying. <laughs> I mean, because I just pulled it up on Instagram and he really did call her Moses, so. More than once. Yep. So it was on purpose. <laughs> he meant that yeah. shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is so uh... funny. Well, this was really heartwarming and cute. And assuming C murder never actually murdered anyone, I mean... justice. And, and I can't wait to see them on um, Friends and Family Hustle together. No, I think he probably never murdered this person. <laughs> because some of That's lyrics, all that matters. Yeah, I'm review I'm reviewing the lyrics mentally and <laughs> I just don't <laughs> Maybe it wasn't this nigga, you know, but I I I have complicated feelings about the prison system anyway. So anything Kim Kardashian can do to get niggas out of jail, I'm probably going to be all for that. So do that. If Kim Kardashian... No, niggas will really have to leave her alone if she gets C-Murder out. ...is involved <laughs> in releasing C-Murder. No, nah, niggas will have to... Niggas will have to make a tough choice. You... These <laughs> niggas ain't gonna say shit to her. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do. Like... Niggas are gonna really have put, to think about it. She will put belly rings in her acrylic nails oh, and have Lord. finger waves and, and, and dare you to say something. And let it rock. <laughs> Like, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, you know, good luck to everyone, and I love Gunica. So, yep. you know, whatever makes her happy, you know, hopefully justice prevails. This nigga has been in jail since I was legit in like maybe I was a freshman then. Oh, okay. I think I was a freshman in college, but. Yeah, I remember it was a long time ago, and I remember thinking that sounds right. Like I really never thought twice about it when they said C murder was going to jail for murder. I was just like, that fits, oh, you know, right? <laughs> it makes sense to me. But you know, I never actually looked more into the case after that. So yeah, 
I mean, from basically what they put here, it does sound like it's some bullshit. So. I mean, and it may be because it could just be a case of, you know, the police been wanting to find a way to get that nigga locked up and all the pieces mm-hmm. fell into place. That has happened many a times before. Many a time. So, you know. <laughs> With murder in your name, they're probably like, yeah, which kind of a target. <laughs> it's kind of a, a target. Problem. Yeah. Let the truth be known. Okay. That's it for Hot Tops. We're going to take a break and come back. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Schmurter to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story, and we know that. But in this series, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir, if you will. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country that we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. So tune in now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. They're made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness. So embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture at your nearest Walmart and Walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. We're back, and now it is time for your listener letters. It sure is. Send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com. We may read them aloud on the show. <clears throat> okay. Let's see here. We have quite a few. Don't know what to do about my ex or my baby daddy questions. Um, oh, here we go. There's, this one's festive. Says, my name is Brittany, and much like most of America, I have been financially affected by COVID. I was laid off in March, and I have been on unemployment ever since. When I was receiving the extra $600 a week, I was doing great. But since that ended, I now receive $278 a week. Thankfully, I live with my boyfriend who is still employed, but it has been a struggle to keep up with my bills, as well as household expenses since since we also have two kids and a cat. My father, however, is self-employed and business for him has been booming. In the past, he has always been more than happy to help with money when needed. And it's been more than four years since I have asked him to lend me anything. Due to Congress sucking ass and not being able to come to an agreement to extend unemployment funds, I have been going back and forth about whether to ask my dad for a $9,000 loan, which he could easily do. And then I could afford the rest of my bills fine with the unemployment money I get now. It would be a loan, so I would be paying it back monthly and then higher payments once I start working again. The problem is that I'm a white woman who grew up in rural Wisconsin and my parents are diehard Republicans. My dad has always hated that I was more liberal than the rest of the family. And I haven't even told him that I'm actually a Democratic Socialist. (laughs) Oh, girl. They probably don't even know what that is. I was just about to say that. 
Recently, I asked my mom how she thought my dad would feel if I asked to borrow money. And she said, would you be voting for Trump if he gives it to you? Um, I'm not sure if that was supposed to be a joke or not, but hell fucking no. My question is, should I still approach my father and ask for the loan or should I just say fuck it and figure it out on my own? In the past, he has said he was willing to help, but I was in a good financial place then and I did not need it. Now that I actually do, is it worth the headache to ask? I don't want to deal with the pain of him being a dick regarding voting for Trump or him constantly throwing this loan in my face. Do you think I should set my pride aside for the help or wait until I'm employed again and get a loan from the bank? Thanks, Brittany. The fact that those um, are your options, this country is the fuck terrible. I mean, okay, so two things, you know. One, it wouldn't hurt to ask because Mm -hmm. you would get the clarity that you require to make a rational decision or the best decision. Um, But if you are just about certain that you're going to have to deal with him <laughs> throwing the the fact that he gave you money in your face constantly when you are already dealing with financial bullshit and the world being on fire. Yeah. Um, and also that he's possibly going to expect you to vote for um, President Goldfish. <laughs> I don't... Like, if you just kind of know that's coming, then I would probably dodge it myself. And that sucks because, you know, like, if you you know that he could easily help you and take that, you know, stress off of your back. It sucks that, you know, it comes with these bullshit mega ass conditions attached to it. Um, But for me and. I'm, I'm black, so I don't know if yeah. that changes anything. But like, <laughs> for me, um, I couldn't do it. Even the Trump Trump thing aside, like if you're gonna be on my ass and take every opportunity to be like, oh well, you know, if you didn't have to take that money from me, or like if you have, if you're gonna do that shit, then keep it. I have to figure something else, and I really don't even care personally how much stress or strife I would have to deal with, um. If it means that I would avoid that bullshit from my father. And then on top of that, yours is coming with, you know, the expectation that this absolute booger should be president (laughs) again. No. Mm -mm. Especially not now. Like, you still think that? (laughs) Right? How do you still feel that way? What is it going to take? Does he need to come into the house and literally piss on the both of y'all? What is it going to do? Like, what do you need? Yeah, I just, I feel for you because, I mean, as soon as you said you were going to ask for a $9,000 loan, I should have known you wasn't black. Because (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) $9,000? Only from Atlanta. Right. Like, there are some black people whose parents have it like that, but most of ours certainly do not. So, (laughs) (laughs) so the idea that, like, you could get the money (laughs) you need, and it's not just you, you know, you have this husband and these children, and since you listen to this show, I'm inclined to believe your husband is black. And so your kids are too. But I mean, I'm just guessing. You probably don't have a white husband, but <laughs> but you know, I, I want the best for your black kids. <laughs> Woo! 
I'm just sorry, Brittany. I'm just going ahead and calling your kids. What if Brittany's husband is white? <laughs> then I'll it's be super stunned liberal. that she listens to this show because this show is a lot for white people. We are very rude. So we probably have white couples that listen. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, not unless they're like queer or something else. I don't. But anyway, that's not the point. I if if you don't have to deal with too much bullshit, then go for it. But if you have to like swear on a stack of Bibles or make like a blood oath that you will vote for Trump, then no, fuck that. Like it's just not it's just not worth all of that. But yeah, $9,000 is a significant amount of money. And if your father is willing to just treat it like a loan and y'all don't really have to talk about politics, then, you know, yeah. it's hard for me to tell you not to do something that you desperately need to do. Because who the fuck right. can live off of $270 a week? Like Nobody. It's Right. It's very hard for me to tell you, oh, girl, don't take this money that you and your children could absolutely use. But I don't even know if Link could live off of it. Oh, <laughs> No, not that high price, bitch. Sure could not. Exactly. Does that even cover her spa visits? Her deep conditionings? <laughs> you got Link fucked up. So. That's a petty. That's a Manny Petty. <laughs> okay, and don't play with me. So, you know, if it's not gonna if it's not gonna come with stipulations that cause you to not be able to sleep at night, then I would go for it. But if he's gonna make life hell for you, then it's I don't think it's worth it. It's not worth like a sacrifice of your mental health or your family's Absolutely. happiness. Right. So totally agree. if it's going like, to be all that, then fuck it. You got to like really ask yourself how much, you know, you can deal with and like what to really expect. Because I totally agree. If it's not going to be like an unbearable annoyance, then yeah, it would be crazy to not at least ask and try and figure out something. Yeah. But for your mama to be like, is, are you going to vote for Trump if you do? Like, that, that's a, like, <laughs> even bargaining $9,000 with your kid to get a vote. Like, mother, really fuck ugly. this guy. So oh, ugly. my God. But anyway, yeah. Huh. Um, best of luck to you, Brittany, as you decide what to do. Let's move on. Our next question is from Mariah, who says, I'm a 29-year-old woman who was in a relationship with a 24 24- I'm sorry, with a 27-year-old man, but the relationship didn't work out. It started off as a friends with benefits situation and then turned into a relationship, but not a successful one. He basically continued to treat me like a booty call and rejected all notions of me trying to make this a legitimate relationship. And he avoided having any kind of vulnerable conversations or meeting my friends and family, going on real dates, etc. <laughs> okay. Mm. We went through one of those drawn out breakups where you keep talking to each other to see if it's salvageable. And after some really sad attempts where, again, he just centered his own needs and desires, I ended things for good back in March. He hit me up a few times afterwards asking for a millionth chance. And I told him the only way he would get it is if couples therapy was involved. But he didn't want to do it. And so I told him I was done for good and blocked him. I hadn't heard from him in a while until I got a voicemail last month from an unknown number and it was him talking about how quarantine has given him time to think about things and how sorry he was about how he treat me, treated me. He asked me for another chance and I unblocked him once again, only to tell him that I was solely willing to try if he would go to therapy. Once again, he rejected my demand and I know that should be the end of that, but I'm wondering... What if quarantine and this time apart from me really has given him some perspective? 
He wasn't abusive. And as far as I know, he didn't physically Girl. cheat, although I did catch him still using the dating site that we met on. He's ben. smart and has a good job and some bomb ass dick and he's financially sound. Uh, <sighs> My question to y'all is this. Should I ask him to write a five page essay on all the bullshit he's done and why it was wrong and how he will make up for it? And how he will ensure to not do that shit again? Hell yes. LOL, I used to be a teacher. Would this take the place of therapy? Is that doing too much? Help a girl out. Thanks, Mariah. (laughs) Mariah, I'll be honest with you. I don't even care what happens. I just want you to ask him to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, you should ask him to write it just to laugh at it. Yeah. Matter of fact, you should write it and then send it to him. Just tell him to write it and then send what he wrote to us. But don't don't take this nigga back, girl. What? No, no, absolutely man. not. If if the quarantine and the time apart from you had really given him some perspective and he had really changed and all of this, then couples therapy would be an easy thing to agree to. This nigga has not changed in any significant way. He still has the same <laughs> the same opposition to your demands as before. There's no reason for you to think that anything has really changed other than him having a place to sleep and somebody warm to fuck. Like there's I was literally, no I was reason for you to here. think things are different. <laughs> I was sitting here the whole time waiting for the part where it made sense to want him back. And I never got it. <laughs> It did so, not happen. <laughs> I feel like, you know, maybe quarantine lonelies are fucking with you in, mm-hmm. in a way. Oh, yeah. Lots of people are, are dealing with that. It's another unfortunate side effect of this pandemic. Um, But I just don't. No, that I heard any reason no. for you to take that nigga back. I would really, really like you to ask him to write the essay. Um, <laughs> you just want to read it. <laughs> just because that's hilarious. And I, yes, I do want to read it. But I did, like, even if you don't send it to us, I think you should just ask him because that's funny. Um, <laughs> Watch him be like, I'm not doing that either. You gonna take these texts? I mean, obviously he's not gonna <laughs> fucking do it. That's what That's hilarious though. Like Yeah. Look at her. Look at look at this girl auditioning to be this man's mama. <laughs> like trying hard. Please, please let me be your mom. Please let me let me teach you to be a decent person. Not you applied to be his mama. He's auditioning for that shit. <laughs> Girl, Should I like, ask him to write a five-page essay on how he's learned and to how he will do better? What the fuck is this? <laughs> once, oh no! Not to mention, like, I hate to break it to some of y'all, but once we get through phase four and five and phase ten and Uno and seven up, okay, a lot of y'all are gonna have to leave these niggas any the fuck way. <laughs> When these like, yep. when these streets get to be open, open again, if that ever happens, you might as well just go ahead and dap each other up and be like, it was great. Thanks so much for being my yep. uh, pandemic buddy. Yep. Nice to know you. Because Buckwild won't even <laughs> be strong enough a word. <laughs> Do I need to pull up the Atlanta pool party again? You don't. <laughs> like, you don't. You don't so, need to do that. 
go ahead and ride these months out um, because once it's all over, niggas are going to be showing their asses. Mm. Ladies as well. Absolutely. So just go ahead and keep that in mind. Mariah, you're already a few steps ahead of the girls. They're going to have to do some tough work when the time comes. So leave that nigga right there. Please ask him to write the essay, though, and tell us what happens. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. Yeah, I just don't think this is worth your time. Like, you really honestly did not even need to unblock that nigga. But you did, and you asked the question, and he's still not willing to meet your standards. And I think if you... You're not being unreasonable about that. I mean, and... Again, you're trying to force a relationship with somebody who has never given you any inclination that he's willing to be a good boyfriend. Not ever, not one time. Like he's (laughs) never once shown you that he can do that. He was always going to treat you like a booty call. So like, why, why is, (laughs) I think maybe it's a combination of loneliness and you really missing that dick and, you know, thinking he's a great guy, you know, on every other level. But, you know, that's what makes him appealing to so many other women. That's why he's fucking whoever he wants to. (laughs) And so I just don't know why you want to come back into the rotation, girl, because now it's your feelings getting hurt and exposing yourself to this virus. Like, don't. Mm -mm, I just, yeah, I really do not think this nigga is worth it. Block him again and continue to focus on your own growth and healing and all that other shit. And best of luck to you. Yeah. Okay. We have a question here about Breath of the Have you gotten 100% completion on Breath of the Wild? Hell no. I okay. have your patience. <laughs> well, this lady asked about uh strategy tips for people who want to get all 900 of the Korok seeds and I am You know I, better than me. Okay. <laughs> well, uh I would just say um Get the Korok mask if you don't already have it. Um, yeah. Because that helps a lot. It's in the uh, the Lost Woods on your way to the Korok village. I forget what it's called. But um, yeah, get the Korok mask. It's in, I think it's DLC content. But so yeah, do that. And then also you really need to walk the whole map. Like Oof. stop, stop warping everywhere from different travel points true you've got to walk that whole fucking map because a lot of it like those seeds are everywhere and they're just randomly hidden and sometimes you'll see something and you automatically spot the korok shit and then sometimes it's so completely out of the way like just but you'll miss a lot of it if you're constantly you know hang gliding over everything or just warping to wherever you want to go you really need to walk the whole fucking map because it's all kinds of random shit in this game um and good luck some of them are terrible she mentioned the one on top of the building in um is it laurelin village or laurelin village laurelin village whichever one it is i remember that one because i hated it it is one of my top two most hated korok seeds and that one is really fucking shit you have to like throw a rock on top of a building and then hope it makes it up there so you can go up and do the formation to get the fucking korok seed it's so irritating so yeah just be patient games like that always have like the yeah couple of collectibles that make you want to pull your eyelashes out to right get them. they're <laughs> so frustrating yeah yeah when when korok seeds frustrate me i just drop a pin on the map so I know to come back to that location and then I go do something else. But 
Um, Great game. Yeah. Incredible game. It is really its own little mini world. Like, it was just yeah. so fun to play. And I can't wait for the sequel to come out. It is my favorite. But That's why those Korok seeds exist. Because games with a map that is that <clears throat> huge. And not just like wide you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's got so much verticality to it as well yeah so it's like they put that shit all over the work because they were like we took a, a long ass time they and did. put a lot of work into they this <laughs> and we want you to see all of it bitch but it's a really good um it's really like a good world to get lost into and if you yeah can find a switch it's probably worth playing okay um good luck to you though getting all 900 because it does take a very long time girl <laughs> unlike paper mario i got 100 percent paper mario in like two days <laughs> brother of the wild took me like 550 hours so yeah it's a huge it is game. massive okay last question comes from shay who said i'm 24 years old with no kids and entering the second year of my master degree program congrats my boyfriend is 30 and has two kids by the same woman his baby mama is 29 when i first met him i thought this would be a friends with benefits situation but months later i find myself in love and in my first serious relationship his children are six years old and eight months old what i met him when (laughs) when his daughter was two months old but at that Ah. time but at that time he (laughs) only told me about the six-year-old and i didn't find out about the baby till later I'm sure you're uh-huh. thinking, girl, you still with him? Yes, I am. He oh, has a God way with words. <laughs> and he has been making up for not being honest. I bet. Would love to know how he's doing that. But anyway, mm. things have moved quickly. And he and I have almost moved in together to stay safer because of the pandemic. His kid's uh-huh. mother was furious when she found out about our plans and threatened yeah. to physically harm me if I came, if I came close to her kids before meeting her. Mm. I understand her frustration, so I have tried to remain respectful. (laughs) However, she has made it very difficult for me to spend time with him because she asks him to watch the kids three to four times a week. I love that he takes care of his kids, but it hurts that I cannot be a part of it. She recently had a breakdown after he told her that she needs to send him a schedule ahead of time for when she needs help with the kids because it was starting to impact our relationship when she would ask for help at the last minute. Her response was to take a knife and slash his tires the next time he picked up the kids. I always told myself that I wouldn't down another black woman. But she is threatening to slash my tires, too, if we ever meet. So I'm keeping my distance. And they are not cheap. My boyfriend finally called the cops on her. And now they have a court order where they are only supposed to communicate to discuss parenting matters. Last night, she texted him saying she loves him and needed him to make it clear that he's moved on so she could heal. He has been transparent and volunteering to show me their conversations, and he usually asks me how to respond to her or her actions. I try to make sure he's civil for the children's (sighs) sake because I know how it feels to come from a broken home. And honestly, her message actually broke my heart. She said that all she wanted was a family with him. And I feel like I'm adding to the statistic of women who break up relationships and create single black mothers. What? Yeah, you're giving yourself a lot, but... (laughs) My boyfriend said that they had been broken up. Oh, she up. said she's 24. Yeah. 
My boyfriend said that they had been broken up prior to me and that their second child happened during a moment of weakness. Uh (laughs) I feel bad and uneasy about the situation with his baby mama. We are planning to be pregnant and engaged soon. So I really want to make things kind of right with this woman. (laughs) Do y'all think I should feel bad for my role in this relationship? Do you have any advice on attempting to have a cordial conversation with her? Am I too naive for trusting this man? Thanks. Love the show. Y'all are hilarious and insightful. Take care. No, you are hilarious. (laughs) Shay, you're the comedian here, sis. Um... (laughs) so much to unpack yeah uh, yeah wow yeah so you've known this nigga for six months yep that's what she's saying met him when he had a two-month-old baby yeah so <laughs> whose existence was kept from you you only recently found out about this infant child oh Girl, his baby mom is crazy because she had a two month old and he went and got with somebody else. <laughs> like <laughs> she's <laughs> I always tell y'all not to date niggas whose kids are less than a year old and really it should probably be younger than three. But two months is they a, just made that list. It was a one hundred percent chance he's still fucking her. <laughs> Sweetie. Girl, and you talking about I don't, getting pregnant and engaged? First of all, thank you for bringing that back up. Because I would like to to emphasize that Mama said we plan to be pregnant. Oh, no. I'd like you to know, madam, in case <laughs> you maybe didn't, you didn't attend school that day during health uh, and sex ed, you're going to be pregnant. Yep, that's it. You're going to be the one that is going to actually have to gestate this human. You're going to be the one that's going to be throwing up all over the place, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you, pregnancy is going to happen to you. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. He's involved in making the pregnancy happen. Um, but he will, you know, still be able to bend over and wash his own feet, I guess. Um, can you do that when you're pregnant? I mean, no, I think towards the end, you really got to sit down and let somebody do that for you. I don't know. <laughs> Get you Ask one of them long scrubbing sticks. All right. Kids. All right. But anyway, like that to me was troubling. The fact that you want to be pregnant with him when he That's already has an eight month old is troubling. The fact that you said that you are, a, what did she say? A part of women who break up. <laughs> Rewind yeah. for me and, and give me that part she, back again. I feel what did like, she say? I feel like I am adding to the statistics of women who break up relationships and create single black mothers. The nigga is whole ass right there. Girl. He's right there in the house with you. You did not impregnate, sis. You did not do that. You did not do that. (laughs) You are not fucking this girl and in communication with her for however many months. Like, you... What? What? How did the niggas get away with this all the time? It's really astounding. Because, like, you're 24 working on your master's degree. This nigga's 30. I'm I'm guessing he maybe has a high school diploma perhaps i I really need you to at the bare minimum finish your master's degree before you get pregnant with this man's child but 
Also, I really, really, really think you do not want to be a sister wife in the group chat with this other girl talking about how he done left all four of y'all's kids in their infancy to go be with another woman. Like, girl, you there are so many red flags here. The fact that you did not know about the two month old when y'all got together. He waited till you had feelings for him to spring you know that what? shit on you. Oh no, pass, sis. pass. <laughs> I don't. I, I can't help you. I just realized I don't think I can help you. This is just you, too much. It's too you much. You already want to have a baby with this nigga whose current baby mama has slashed his tires, threatened you, and th- <laughs> threatened your tires as well. And you want to have a baby with this nigga after six months of knowing him? Oh no. And he already has two kids. No. I can't help you. I don't know yeah. what to tell you. I really don't. You need to i i really need you to not do this please focus on this is probably your last year of your program please focus on school and let that nigga focus on raising his very young children the eight month old is the deal breaker and not just because the child exists but because he lied to you about the child existing that's a no, girl. He has not been making I up for that about lie. that. He like, has not like, been making up for not being honest. Of course, he has a way with words and he probably has a way with dick as well. And that's probably what's driving your whole thought process here. But please do not do some stupid shit like get pregnant by this nigga who is beefing with his baby mama right fucking now. Please do not do that shit. She already want to beat your ass. Oh, my God. You have, you've known him for half of what has already been a shit year. Oh, no. Oh, I no. just don't know what is going on with you miss at least at least Mm -mm. refrain or try to refrain from getting pregnant for now please focus on school focus on not getting stabbed by this woman (laughs) because i don't think she's playing and like let this progress hopefully into a healthier place. Clearly, you should have had a conversation with this woman already and come to some sort of an understanding. I highly doubt that it would go anywhere besides Love and Hip Hop Avenue. Yeah, but that's it. I just <sighs> do not have this nigga's baby. Do Please not ha- do not have this nigga's baby. Please do not. Do you see how he's treating the woman who had given birth to his child eight weeks earlier? Do you see that? I don't care if you and your baby mama had actually broke up and then y'all both got drunk and fucked and and she got pregnant. Right. And had another baby. So then guess what? You don't have to be with her, but you have to be there for her because she has a fucking newborn that you helped create. And y'all let niggas get away with shit like this. He had no business entertaining you when he had a newborn at home like how no girl. how aren't these no. giant no red flags why aren't like they how, red enough <laughs> how are you not acknowledging the foreshadowing here oh my god i don't know what it is the straight girls are in crisis because this is a tragedy you planning on getting pregnant by a nigga who is already shown you that he does not respect girl sooner Girl. Then later, if you keep it up, you're going to be teamed up with Buffy, the baby daddy slayer. Yeah. And y'all going to be slashing some other bitch Prius together. You know what I'm saying? At least we'll be getting <laughs> along at that point. But yeah, I mean, at least you'll be friends, but you don't you don't want this. Like, I have a feeling this nigga is trying to uh, nail you down because he knows that you're too good for him. And if you have his baby, then you'll be tied to him for the rest of your days. 
and <laughs> he can, you know, use you until he's done and then discard you the same way he did this other girl. And I just think you deserve better than that. Please. Please. For the love of God, at please least, do not have this nigga's baby. Please. Yes. Done. Get that fucking degree, girl. Please, my God. And and maybe by the time you finish or turn 25, then you'll have some <laughs> additional clarity. Like, that's another thing. You're not a child, but you're still very young. And I think once you hit 30, you would look back on this and be like, I almost had a baby by a nigga who lied to me. Yes. About his ma'am. fucking newborn Jesus. I really almost did that, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> I really almost opened my legs to, to a nigga who lied to me about the existence of his brand new baby. I did that. If you would just give yourself the grace, <laughs> please. You will reach that. <laughs> you yes. will reach that place. Yes, you will. I just. I know it. You will absolutely look back on this and be like, you can call me the one because I dodged all those bullets. Okay. (laughs) Neo is my name. Morpheus. I just. Yeah. Anyway. Something. But like, please just focus on school. Of course, his baby mama is mad. Stay in your own house. Don't. Do not cohabitate with this man. Let him focus on being a parent because honestly, when you have an eight month old and a six year old, that should be your first priority any damn way. Yeah, you feel left out because you're not invited to parent time, but that's because you're not one of the parents. So why are you (laughs) a 24 year old with no kids trying to sign up for this life? There's this man is just not worth the sacrifice that you would be giving. So please don't do it. But I just don't. You know, let us send us the baby shower invite if you decide against this very good advice. So best of luck to you, girl. Um, that's gonna wrap up our questions this week. Send yours to asktheread at gmail.com and we'll be right back. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, y'all. So it is time now for the read. It is. Um, Do you want me to go first or I'm passing my read this week? So it's up to you. All right. So like I said, I am going to pass my read this week. And this comes from Shauna, who says, Dear Crystal and Kifuri, I love my job. Even through the many faults of the USPS, the extreme weather I work in, and the management that sucks across the board, I love being a mail carrier. I love hearing my son sing mail time every morning. Oh, the, the kids and elderly people on my routes who wave and tell, talking to me about their day because more than likely I'm the only person who will actually listen. I love the integrity and pride this job offers and I have for the past few years. What I don't like is the fact that I am homeless and I've asked for a transfer somewhere that I would actually have a home and have been demoted during the pandemic because this is not deemed enough of a hardship. 
I don't like being taunted by politicians wow. and their gang of ill-informed dementors because the post office is, quote, the worst organization the government has to offer, end quote. I don't like having to deliver and pick up COVID tests from people who might have this virus because my job depends on it because I and my toddler both have serious health conditions. And I don't like the fact that during a pandemic where people are refusing to wear a mask, I have to deal and be told to my face that I'm not essential enough. According to our politicians, we mail carriers don't deserve hazard pay because, quite honestly, we don't make the government money. The USPS has to pay our retirement funds 75 years in advance, which is not through taxes, but purchases of our products like the 65 cent stamp. No other organization has an order like this implemented on them. But because of that alone, our funds are limited, so limited to the point now that we've hired a ton of people who are under one year contracts and have no benefits and can't legally fire them all. So instead, we're cutting all equipment, all overtime and holding mail so that the public can hate us even more. And we can find reasons to fire those people for, quote, not doing their jobs. Imagine what this does to somebody's well-being and their mental health. Every second working hands on during a pandemic, constantly worrying about if you have your affairs in order because you could come in contact with this virus just by doing your job and your family will only get a oops. We're sorry about that call. Imagine being told every day that you're so essential, but being treated more like you're sacrificial. I've lost several friends and family to this virus and I couldn't be a part of a home going because they had to be cremated almost immediately. I still came to work because it is something I love and something I need with all this uncertainty. But it's like our postmaster general who was handpicked by Trump and, of course, the forces of hell would all rather us hate this organization. This organization has monetized competition that the government wishes they could be a part of, and it's falling on your mail mail carriers. So please do the work in buying stamps, using them, getting getting in touch with Congress, doing research on the organization, and thanking your mail carriers by leaving notes. Because again, we are in a pandemic. Don't say this to my face. A lot of us love this job (laughs) and love serving the public. And quite honestly, if we weren't essentially under an NDA and in fear of losing our jobs, a lot more of us would be speaking out. We are not allowed to use our social media to vent our frustrations about the USPS. So this event was very much needed. Continue blessings to you both. Thanks, Shauna. I just wanted to highlight this because first of all, yes, all of this. I know we've talked about what Trump is doing to the post office, you know, wrecking it basically in the hopes that people won't vote so he can stay in office, but it's having real life effects. Of course, like every other action he has made on the people across this country who do essential work. So many people rely on the post office. You know how many people still get checks in the mail? That's just like, and that's just checks. People rely on so much stuff. Small business owners rely on the post office to give shipping that is both quick and affordable, something that isn't priority overnight on FedEx or UPS that might cost $180 or some shit like that. Like the post office provides mailbox services, passport photos. Like there's just a million damn things you can get done at the post office. And I don't care if the post office doesn't make any money because, you know, we this government spends a lot of money on shit that doesn't actually have any return on the investment. And I don't see anybody else trying like the how much money do we spend on the military every year? The military doesn't make money for us. And yet we spend all this money and it's 
it's not even a second thought on increasing whatever budget for the military and letting them have this and let's make sure we pay for sex pills because these niggas can't get their dicks up no more and all this other shit. <laughs> but the, fo- the post office is actually essential, especially to people who live in rural areas. Like when I lived in Oklahoma, it was a lot of people who didn't even really have an address. Them niggas had a rural route number and a box number because your mail only came through that one area at the post office like right it's just essential and it doesn't matter if they don't make money because it is an essential service that this country desperately needs and so of course trump is taking it away what i don't understand is that a huge huge percentage of fucking president orange is the new hack (laughs) is fucking Huge percentage of his following is yeah. going to be affected by this sure shit. Sure is. Yep. In terms of voting and everything the fuck else. Sure is. So, moron. thank you, Shauna, for writing that in. Um, you know, my best to all of the postal workers out there. I have actually, you know, I, stuff that was supposed to come through the, through the post office, USPS, if it's a day or two or three or five late, I just be like, you know what? Y'all are doing y'all best. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not mad at y'all for that because Trump is doing this on purpose, going around yeah. picking up collection boxes and and putting locks and shit like that on them. Like all of this is being done deliberately. So thank you for working. And I pray that this government finally treats you like the essential worker that you are. All right. Yes. Thank you. For Amen. That. Yes. Thank you. Um, okay. So for me this week, I'm going to mention two main things. One, this is a story that came out of, what's it, Baton Rouge? Oh, Lord. Yes. What did Red Stick do? (laughs) (laughs) So three people have been arrested after, um, an attack on a 17-year-old hostess that was working at a Chili's in Baton Rouge. Oh, Lord. This 17-year-old Black girl was trying to figure out how to seat a large party. It was 13 women that were trying to sit at the same table in the restaurant. Now, obviously, if you can even eat inside of your restaurant right right now, Uh, it's going to come with certain restrictions, certain guidelines that have been put in place to literally keep you and the rest of your fucking party alive. Why are 13 of y'all trying to go to Chili's at the same time? Why the fuck (laughs) are 13 of y'all niggas going to Chili's at once? What the fuck? Oh my God. Y'all just pretending the pandemic is not happening. Okay. It's my, it's, I can't, okay. 13 niggas. (laughs) All right. For whatever reason, I guess they thought that they were going to sit together. (laughs) Clearly, that was not the case. (laughs) So this 17-year-old girl named Kelsey told them that the store's policy, like, the policy that the restaurant had in place made it so that you couldn't have more than six people sitting together during you know, their yeah, meal or whatever. Not mad at and that. that is passed down from, you know, the actual people right. studying and working on trying to come to an end to this virus. Anyhow, they the group allegedly got aggressive and upset with her. Um 
Kelsey says that one of the women in the group pushed her, so she pushed them back. And then <laughs> they all jumped on her. Um, oh, she God. said, they all attacked me. I was kind of fighting for my life. I was really scared calling out for my mama. So wow. when I originally read this story, no one had been arrested. But I read that Chili's was like, working with the police or whatever to find <laughs> the people. So since then they've arrested three women, oh, a please don't let Tammy. <laughs> I guess Tammy, Rodnika, and Erica. Dabney. <sighs> okay. All right. Ages 48, 27, and 46. So somebody's mama. <laughs> okay. All right. So we've been talking a lot about defunding the police, how trash the police are. Um, Sam West and his mother getting C murder out of jail. We've been talking a lot in terms of prison reform and how trash the police are. But I would also like to say that I hope that they keep y'all. I hope that they <laughs> not, keep you niggas. You're not supposed to say that. <laughs> How the fuck? <gasps> I just saw this little girl's injuries. Oh, no, you were right. Sorry, you were right. <laughs> yeah. How the fuck did you grown-ass adults Wow. jump on a 17-year-old who is not only doing her fucking job, but she's following <laughs> rules Wow. That are meant to keep all of y'all safe. How the fuck? How the fuck? Even oh if you were God. going to be dizzy enough to be like, well, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Why can't all 13 of us sit together? Like, even if you were going to be on that ridiculous type of time, how the fuck did you not speak to a manager, somebody grown possibly, wow. who could have maybe broke it down for you in a more understandable way? I don't know what you needed. But the fact that your group got physical with a child. Oh my God. And more than one of y'all jumped on this kid at Chili's, I don't give a fuck. If this, if these particular women actually are guilty of this part, this crime, I don't give a fuck what happened to you, to be honest. I mean, because this type of shit, I don't know. Like, you oh walked no. into a restaurant <laughs> in 2020. Yep. <laughs> 13 deep and expected mm -hmm. to sit together. I mean, did you arrive at the Chili's from underneath a rock somewhere? <laughs> did you not know what was going on, girl? I just don't understand how this could have possibly gotten physical. And at that, and looking at this girl, she looks like a, like a baby. She looks 17. Yeah. Somebody smacked her in the face with a wet floor sign. They ripped her braid out of her hair. She received five stitches Jesus above her eye. Jesus Christ. Wow. I mean, and these are grown-ass women mad at a, a teenager for enforcing the fucking policy of the restaurant. You hoes should have had chilies to go any fucking way. Why are y'all here? It's right there. Oh you can God. just take it and leave. Trash. How you mad at this little girl? You, do you really think this little girl created the policy? Oh, my God. Fuck out of here. 
I just don't see an excuse nowhere near in no, sight for this, this shit. Ugly. I don't. Even if it was some ridiculous Chili's only policy that, you know, doesn't make any look of sense. Yeah. The fact that it became a physical thing when it's clearly not that girl. Every single one of us, especially at 17, has worked a job and had to tell somebody who came in there some shit that they don't want to hear. Yeah. Meanwhile, we don't give a fuck at all about it. Like, for Kelsey, she was like, if, if I could have sat all 13 of them together, she probably wouldn't have gave a shit, honestly. You know, if she was masked up or whatever the fuck, she's in there doing her fucking job. I'm so lost. Oh, no, they definitely not going to tip. And they're going to ask to split that bill 13 ways. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, like, she, this is a, if you was going to cuss anybody out, cuss the manager out, but you would be a fool to cuss somebody out for trying to keep bitches alive during a pandemic. <laughs> because the smart thing would be, to order this shit to go and have y'all's birthday party or whatever at the fucking house. Why do y'all need to sit inside the chilies? The decor at chilies is not popping. The music is not that great. Like, it's... <laughs> it is... Uh, you can literally pull up to their bumper, <laughs> scrape up your food, and bounce. And bounce, girl. Go have that fucking... Go have your fucking tostadas at home. Your fucking. When fingers. I read this story initially, I was like, "Please, please, this don't be definitely black. sounds MAGA. They the only ones who seem to be going around in public and cussing everybody out oh, no. for asking them to do the basic shit, so we can all get the fuck up out of this." But no. No, it couldn't have been that. I'm sorry. Like, this shit to me is so fucking disgusting. It is. And shameful. And it doesn't make any sense. That's somebody's kid. That's somebody's baby. What? I mean, y'all grown. Even if it was a, 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 another 48 year old woman, you bitches yeah. look the fuck stupid fighting somebody for this. Anyway. The other thing I wanted to mention is that I read that the original creators of Avatar The Last Airbender have stepped away from the live adaptation that Net- Netflix is working on, uh, apparently due to creative differences. Uh-uh. And they say that if the Last Airbender show does come on Netflix, it won't have anything to do with their creative vision. To that I say, Netflix, go ahead and just Kobe that one right into the trash can. (laughs) Because we have already experienced a travesty in terms of live action uh, avatar airbending. We don't need it again. Avatar The Last Airbender, the original animated series, is still chef's kiss the legend of Korra is still chef's kiss i don't need an adaptation honestly if the people who made that original sickening thing sickening aren't involved i just don't i'm i would rather not i will likely watch avatar the last airbender and Korra many more times if god blesses me to live a long life (laughs) i don't need to see this at all if the motherfuckers who were original who made it originally were involved in this and for whatever reason stepped away and said nah we're not doing that i'm sorry you can keep it i would like it to not and honestly if it does come out i probably just won't watch it 
I'll probably just stay away from it, even if it does come out. And I'll see if you niggas are like, oh, it's actually really fantastic. You should watch it anyway. I'm not even going to risk it because the initial disappointment that M. Night Shyamalan created was bad enough. I refuse to go through that again. So whatever the fuck y'all are doing over there at Netflix, you better figure it out because I'm not... (laughs) I'm I'm just not here for it. Not at all. Yeah. When the original creators drop out for creative differences, that's always a bad sign. It's kind of all you need. Yeah, it is. We don't need to go down that road again. And also to the creamsicle colored piece of shit and the White House still telling lies. I just wanted to say suck my balls again. And that's it. <laughs> I'm done. You know, he is having a fucking mental breakdown every damn day. And he gets on Twitter and lets it all out. And every day I'm just like, white people are not going to do shit about this. They're just going to let him do all of this. Just wreck havoc on the country. It's like... Because fuck us. Nothing comes before the agenda. Yeah, nothing. Not human life. (laughs) Not Jesus Christ. Nothing. Not your own integrity or, you know, just self-respect or anything. Because motherfucker, like, again, uh, it's like a big, drooling, ugly toddler. Yeah. Like, everything that he says is just... You can tell he's, like, freestyle speaking. (laughs) (laughs) but it doesn't really matter what comes out of his mouth because he'll still be defended to the end of the earth. Yeah. It's really, you know, just discouraging to think about, but as always, black people keep the faith, keep your head up, um, keep moving forward because they want us to give up. Yeah. Yeah. And that wraps up this week's episode of The Read. Check us out on social media at This Is The Read. Our website is thisistheread.com. Um, yeah, still just barely surviving. What about you, friend? What's up? A couple things. First of all, my happy meal thing for this week. Things that made me smile are my friends, my, um, uh, Moroccan Carrie. <laughs> He's so funny. <laughs> I, that kid. He's hilarious. <laughs> blessed me. Like, he said, first of all, I don't even know who you are. And secondly, <laughs> my mom would never do that. My mom would never so, do that. <laughs> like, it was so impeccable. It was a concise read. Listen. It was straight to the point. It wasn't disrespectful. It wasn't untrue. It was Mariah. It was Mariah. He said, stop talking about him like you know him. <laughs> that- <laughs> Moroccan said, I know that you think you know Mariah Carey. You don't. You don't. You You actually don't don't know her. (laughs) Um, So calm down. Yes. That lets Um, me know Monroe is somewhere. You know, she's just the diva in training. I feel it. Right. (laughs) Probably just braiding her own hair and just living for herself (laughs) in the mirror or something. That's really it. (laughs) Um, And what else made me smile? Oh, this black mask, this black panther. Uh, helmet that I've had that was a gift to me from my friend that I've had sitting in a box forever that I assumed would not actually fit my head because I'm part of the big head committee, but it actually was like created with an adjustable thing in the back. Oh, yes. Thank you to Hasbro. Uh, (laughs) Your Black Panther Legend Series helmet you made 
with big headed bitches in mind. And <laughs> I can't tell you how grateful I am for that. Last but not least, um, I wanted to say that I, I have had the, I say the spirit of suicide on my back, very heavy for the past couple of weeks, even after we returned from our break. And suicidal thoughts and energy is something I've battled for most of my life, but it was like, it just got to a very terrifying place. And I really thought that it was about to be a wrap for me for a while. And I had to kind of think differently. Um, I feel like I had to reach like the lowest of my lows and try to decide, like really decide to live differently. Um, I had to kind of put my pride and my ego aside for a bit and just accept that I don't have it all figured out and that there are loads of people in my life that love me and want to help even if we don't know what would be helpful. And um, I feel hopeful for the future again, which I didn't have for a couple years now. So I just wanted to say, I know that that spirit of suicide is very, um, it's running rampant right now for a lot of people, whether you've spoken up about it or you're holding it in like I have been doing. Um, take it from me that you're not alone and your life is worth living and you can figure out how to get to the happy. It's a hard fight. You're probably going to have to let go of a lot of shit. You're probably going to have to remove yourself from a safety blanket or whatever wall you put up to try to protect yourself from shit. Like, let that shit go. Get uncomfortable. Cry, scream, do whatever you have to do to save yourself because, like, you deserve it. So I'm so sorry for this special episode of a UPN sitcom thing that I just please, did ending please. it. But <laughs> I just know it's a lot of people who are dealing with this shit right now. I just, I know that it's also going to be a continued fight and struggle for me, but you know, when you're in it, you feel like you're never going to get out of it. And I feel like I'm coming out of it. And so it's really important to acknowledge that shit and remember that shit. And I want to try to encourage, even if it's just a couple of other people to talk to somebody or, you know, do whatever you need to do to shift your energy and get out of that space, however uncomfortable it may be or foreign it may feel and just give yourself another chance. You know, it's like, it's a temporary problem. And, you know, suicide is a permanent solution. So don't give up. 
you know, the pandemic sucks and all of our governments are evil and don't want to see any of us happy, but Black is King is on Disney Plus and, you know, there's loads of other fun stuff to look out for. So keep on keeping on, Buck. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I said that. Okay. Ending it like an uncle. (laughs) Anyways, that's it for the show. Oh, I'm proud of you, friend. I'm proud of you for saying that. That took a lot. Man. Oh, I love you so much. I love you too. Do you want to just... Yeah, okay. Let's just cut it off. We'll see y'all next week. Yeah, no, it's fine. You don't have to cut this. It's fine. (laughs) Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.